When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Girl, stop playing. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing podcast, where we encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. Now, today is a special episode. I know I say that every week, but y'all, we've been needing some therapy on this show since the start. And we finally have a professional in the building. So without further ado, please welcome this week's guest, the modern therapist, Precious. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Avorklia. Ah, uh, you got did, it. Did you got it. You got it. You got it. You saw I had to like really, it was like double dutch. I had to really time it to get in there. Um, but you are a licensed clinical psychotherapist. Yes. So we're going to put some respect on her name. We've been given a lot of advice a lot of opinions, but we have some professional <laughs> advice that we're going to be getting today. So I'm excited about this conversation. And granted, we're out here all living life, right? So our our perspective, our observations, our experiences are valid. Thank you. However, right? Put your disclaimer I, out there. I want to bring the knowledge of human behavior, yes. fill in some of the gaps. You know, I think that so many people live out here just feeling like they're just crazy like mm-hmm. they're just wilding and there's rhyme and reason to so much of what we're experiencing mm-hmm. so let's bring it full circle so yes. that we can let the folk know that you know what you're talking about right and we can give it some context and some theory behind it but we're we gonna right. get the real the clinical we're gonna get the it's clinical, clinical conversation the today and it's all not all around imposter syndrome but imposter syndrome is such a challenge for so many people that we definitely wanted to um, talk about it, but in a unique way. So we're going to get into that in just a second. But I want to just talk about um, the stigma around therapy. We got to start there. We've mentioned this a couple times um, over the past few episodes, but from someone who does this, why do you think there is such a stigma in the black community specifically around therapy? I think that, you know, let's just make it human for a second, right? People want to reserve the right to be well, Mm-hmm. Right. We just want to even if it's like, oh, you just got diagnosed with high blood pressure or diabetes. There's always this resistance where it's just like, no, nah, I'm good. Mm-hmm, I, I can mm-hmm. figure it out. I got this. We want to reserve the right to be well. We don't want to concede to the idea of having something going on that's impeding on mm-hmm. our functionality. Right. So that's just on a basic human level. But even beyond that, I think the stigma is so rich because, you know, especially within black and brown, the b- black and brown community. We have been stigmatized in so many different kinds of ways, right? We have been labeled and made to feel flawed, right? Mm -hmm. So we don't want to, you know, just be the initiator of waving this flag and saying, oh, yeah, I also have this going on, Mm -hmm. right? So I feel like there's so much shame and guilt that carries along with it. But then there's just still, even today, 2022, there's a lot of ignorance that's happening, right? We still don't understand that emotion, excuse me, mental illness is not the same thing as mental wellness, Mm. right? There is break that down, break that down, break that down. So we look at mental health under the scope of illness, right? So like something's wrong. Something is wrong. We we understand the diagnoses, but we don't understand that wellness is just the everyday practices that support your overall emotional state, right? Mm -hmm. Your overall emotional condition. These are things that we should be attuned to. We should be, you know, uh, 
practicing certain mm-hmm. things. We should be stimulating our wellness, just like we look at nutrition and taking vitamins and exercising. Well, you have to do something to fortify your mental health, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that when we think about mental health, we think about just illness and the pathology of it all. So reshifting our uh, perspective on therapy into more of a being proactive. So I'm not waiting until something is wrong, waiting until I'm stressed out, waiting until I can no longer handle it until I'm on the verge of breakdown. And then I go talk. Right. Being proactive and also understanding that there's levels to this thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like I can have a moment of I'm going to use a little bit of jargon. I always tell people I don't use all that jargon because I don't (laughs) care about that stuff. They just want to know, you know, what do I do about it? But you can have dysthymia, which is like having like a lower grade downcasted feeling, right? And not be depressed, Depressed. right? And have major depressive disorder, Mm -hmm. right? You can have bouts of anxiety, right? Because we all do, because we live in the world, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Um, And not necessarily have an anxiety, a generalized anxiety disorder, right? So I think it's just understanding that there's levels to this stuff. And I think the last thing I'll say about it is we have to stop making it a joke. You know, somebody is having mood shifts and you're bipolar, you know? There's all this humor surrounding around Mm -hmm. it. So no one wants to feel like a joke either. Mm -hmm when they're really going through something difficult. So you mentioned there's there's levels to it. Really quickly, what is the difference between a psychotherapist and a psychologist, psychologist. a psychiatrist? Okay. This is such an important conversation. Right? I'm so like, glad you asked me that because I always go through a field so people understand. All right, so psychiatrists are physicians. Okay. They focus on treating the symptomology with pharmacology, right? Prescribing pills. Yes, ma'am. Gotcha. So what happens is that people seek out a psychiatrist and they get disappointed because they ain't going to sit there and talk to you for an hour. They're going to write you a prescription. They're going to say, oh, so what has been going on? I've been losing sleep. I've been really tired. I've been really anxious. Okay, that sounds like this. I'm going to prescribe that. Right? That's it. It's like a literally like a doctor before your mind it's just a doctor for your mind right so that's a psychiatrist got right? you okay now a psychologist is a therapist that can do research and do lectures okay only difference Everyone else, there's several different licensors that you can have in our field. So you can be an LCSW, which is a licensed clinical social worker. You can be an LPC, which is a licensed professional counselor. Or you can be an LMFT, which is a licensed marriage and family therapist. All of us are governed by the same body. We all deliver therapy just from a bit of a different you know, a perspective, right? So a social worker might be a little more holistic. A counselor might look just specifically at the client and what they're experiencing. And obviously an LMFT is going to look at the whole family system. Mm -hmm. So naturally, if, if I say, girl, I need a therapist, what am I talking about? I'm talking about a psychologist. You are talking about either a LCSW, typically either an LCSW, LPC or a psychologist. Uh, LMFT will typically be for your couples Mm -hmm. and your children and your family. Got you. Okay. Okay. So for someone who's listening to this and they're like, okay, I'm still on the fence. Like, I feel that we all need to speak with someone. Like, we're all Mm -hmm. dealing with, especially if we just start breaking down the black community and the the generational traumas that we are holding on to, that we sometimes don't recognize that we're holding on to, that we sometimes are, you know, they're showing up in different ways and we don't know why. But for someone who might may still be on the fence and just doesn't feel like, I know you know those people. Or maybe you don't, because by the time they come to talk to you, they didn't figure out they need to come talk oh, to I you. Oh, I know those people. They show up still ambivalent. They, like, they, you yeah, know, like, <laughs> I'm good. Right. For those people, are there other resources that maybe they should explore or can explore first? Because... It is intimidating for a lot of people to say to take that step and say, I need help Mm -hmm. and then to take the next step and actually, you know, start getting the help. So for someone who's not yet at the place where they're willing to let somebody else know their issues, Mm -hmm. are there any things that you recommend as far as resources for kind of that middle ground? I know I have a problem, but I'm not ready for that yet. So that's a bit of a tricky question, right? Because I 
I hesitate to put out any blanket suggestions, right? Okay. Because your listener might be someone who is in the throes of depression and really needs to gotcha. probably seek out some type of support. Mm-hmm. Um, what I will say is that I think that books are a great form of self-reflection um, using like mental health guides and so on and so forth. I have my book out, Just Breathe, yes. an affirmation guide. It's available on Amazon. Um, but We'll link it below. But resources that can offer you the opportunity to challenge yourself, to question yourself, to probe yourself, and just do this full-on self-exploration will be a good starting point. Mm-hmm. Now, let me say this. I'm not someone who says that everyone needs therapy. I believe that everyone could benefit from therapy, right? But I'm a realist. You know, I kind of I call myself the modern therapist because I'm kind of like the around the way girl mm-hmm. type of therapist. I tell, I give it to you straight. I'm honest. I'm direct. Um, I tell people that, you know, therapy is not everybody's cup of tea. Mm-hmm. And that's OK. You know, that's OK. But if it's not therapy, you better be sure that you have identified what your modality is, mm-hmm. because everyone needs to to get to a point in life where they are looking at their emotional self, right? We're not taught that stuff early on. So at some point, we have to get into Mm -hmm. it. However, by any means necessary, right? So if therapy isn't for you, I hope you have, you know, just a great aptitude for finding the resources and doing the different practices like journaling Mm -hmm. and affirmation and mindfulness and self-care and so on and so forth. All that woo-woo stuff. All the woo-woo stuff. Find time for the woo-woo stuff. The woo-woo stuff is so important. It's it's crucial. Because it's really life management, right? I don't know a person who did not arrive at a point where they had to sit down with themselves and say, man, there's a lot going on. I Mm -hmm, have to figure mm -hmm, out mm -hmm. just how to do like, you know, capacity management, you Mm -hmm. know? We get all filled up. We're going in so many different directions. At some point, we have to figure out what a life practice looks like so that we can do almost like shock absorption, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. We're getting all these blows and taking all these jabs. And don't even realize it. So, So after I retired from the classroom, I didn't have health insurance, right? As an entrepreneur, didn't have any health insurance. So I would go once a year and like do a full workup, annual exam, all of the tests. And I found a place here in Atlanta that did like Eastern medicine and Western medicine. So they did like meridian testing. They did like all of the things. And so the very first time I did it, the results were like shocking to me because the stress test showed how stressed I was. And I walk in there, you know, not feeling stressed. And he's literally showing me the, you know, showing me the chart, showing me the report, showing me what it says, something that you can't argue with. Like this is, it's documented. This is what it says. But he's talking to me about the fact that American women Mm. The stress that we are under, that we think is oh, you normal. Talk, talk today. It talk. We gotta <laughs> you talk, talk, talk. Talk today because okay. black women, we do the most. You know, we we accept the least. We're running ourselves into the ground, and we are stressed and don't even realize it. So then that stress. You know, stress causes 80, 90 percent of all diseases, ailment, all of the things are, are caused from this stress that we're not recognizing, that we're not addressing. And so it's like a, a endless, you know, just just spiraling out of control. Um, but I say that to say, even if you don't feel stressed, mm-hmm. chances are you probably, you know, you are. And like yeah. you said, we're all dealing with yeah. anxiety. Yeah. We're all dealing with the news, the COVID, the this, oh, the that. Man. It's so it's much, so much that you'll literally, you yeah. know. You know, the first thing I do when a client comes in and I hear their story is I try to reflect back what they just gave to me. Mm-hmm. I usually say, I want you to witness me experiencing everything you just laid out in front of me. And they come in, they're like, what, what do you mean? I'm like, so you're wondering why you're exhausted. You're wondering why you feel downcasted. You feel anxious, overwhelmed, you feel this inner emptiness or turmoil, you're confused, you're you're unfulfilled because you just listed a laundry list full of things that you've been through, but you're not qualifying it as something that deserves to make you feel the way that you feel. What I attribute it to is I'm always preaching about keep it moving culture. Mm-hmm. Get and over it. The, just- Keep it moving. What, yeah. what do you mean? Push through, mm-hmm. right? Push through. 
um, and the glorification of strong. All right. Man, she's strong. Mm-hmm. She done been through this, this, and that. She's strong. I'm a strong black woman. I'm a strong. And when we say that, what we're really um, saying is that I am hardened. Mm-hmm. I am calloused. I am stone-faced. I am emotionless. I have the ability to completely compartmentalize self, right? We're not just talking about emotions. We're talking about self. I have the ability to completely compartmentalize self so that I can be present for everything else and mm-hmm. everyone else, right? Which is you know, really debilitating to your spirit. Um, When I worked in acute care hospital setting, right, I saw so many women coming in who were the strong ones of the family and had just reached their point where it was just too much. Mm -hmm. They had no system of management and it had taken its toll. It's so sad. And, and it you will literally run into a wall. And so I think there's even um, the lady who found it, Ariana Huffington, the Huffington Post. Mm-hmm. She talks about like overworking, hustle, grind to the point where she fell flat on her face, like passed out, her body shut down. But it's that is what it takes for a lot of people to, you know, to seek help or to say, OK, maybe something is wrong or let me slow down. So these conversations are so important because it's all about being proactive. Yeah. So for the people who aren't on the fence, we have like pushed them over um, and they're now, OK, maybe I need to, to talk to someone. Where can they go to find a good therapist? So let me say this. The idea of a good therapist is completely subjective. You have to have a chemistry with your therapist. And and that's so options. Let me not say a good therapist because it might take you going through a few to get to your good. I have to say that because people will get discouraged Mm -hmm. so fast. It is discouraging though. It's not for me because, you know, they met with someone. That person was not for you. That person wasn't for you. Mm -hmm. You got to pick your therapist like you pick your Your good best friend Mm -hmm. or your man. Mm -hmm. Facts. So, um... Uh, one of the leading websites for finding a therapist is psychologytoday.com. Of course, we got to shout out our girl Joy, right, with Therapy for Black Black Girls. Mm -hmm. Um, But there, I, you know, I love those websites. Those are my two main ones that I'm even listed on. I love them. Um, But Google, just Google, and all the websites will start to show up. Um, I think that for those of us, I just want to put this out there, that are worried about the financial aspect of it. That was going to be my next question. Go call your insurance first. Okay. Call your insurance. Get names that of people who are on your insurance panel and then match them against what you see on Google, right? So then, because the insurance um, panels don't really give you information about, about the these people, people right. right? And you want to get a sense of who they are mm-hmm, before you mm-hmm. go into a consultation and all that, this and that. So then go on Google, Google them, and look at their personal websites, look at what they profile on um, Psychology Today, Therapy for Black Girls, and so on and so forth, and then see if there's an, a kind of a intrigue there originally, and mm-hmm, then go from mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. So for anybody out there that's had an experience with a therapist that has turned you off, I definitely know that like the wrong therapist can be worse than no therapist. So if that's you, take this as a sign. Check out therapyforblackgirls.com, right? Is, that, yep, is it dot yep. com or dot? Therapyforblackgirls.com. Check it out. Um, But no excuses. Like before you hit a brick wall, be proactive. Um, And I love that you just mentioned the fact that we do often look at mental health as an illness, like mental illness, when in actuality, it really is just about being well. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that back back up, because I was going to say there's nothing wrong with talking to somebody in general, mm-hmm. even if you don't think that there's something wrong with you, you know, mm-hmm. or that you're really at a challenged place in your life. There's nothing wrong with just having this third party person to talk to, because let's be real. Not all of us have that person in our lives. Right. Our girlfriends all have their own feelings and opinions mm-hmm. about what we're mm-hmm. going through. Our families want to kind of judge lecture you. and judge. And this is not. And you need a place where you can just go and unapologetically just like lay it all out on mm-hmm. the table, yeah. you know. And, you know, I tell I tell my clients that there's so much power in just releasing it and just releasing it. People will be like, oh, I feel better today. 
I ain't do nothing mm-hmm, like I ain't mm-hmm, do anything mm-hmm, spectacular. Mm-hmm. You just came in a place where you can be your Safe truth space. and speak your truth. Yep. That was the only difference. Yep. Right. So I think we just need that place. We mm-hmm. need that place to go to and release an outlet. Yeah, I love it. OK, so let's get into this talk about imposter syndrome, because I know that you work with a lot of women. Um, I don't know if this is a man thing. I don't know if men deal with imposter syndrome, but my audience is women. So we're going to talk about it from the perspective right, of, right, right, of right, women. Right. Um, <laughs> define imposter syndrome, first of all, mm-hmm. because I do feel like it's one of those terms that's just thrown around mm-hmm. and I might think it means something mm-hmm. else than what it actually does. Yeah. So, so define it for us. So imposter syndrome is at the root of your self-worth. It's where you have typically arrived at a place of success, having achieved something that you have been longing to achieve. And when you arrive there, you're having a difficulty really digesting that you deserve to be there. Mm -hmm. So your time is spent questioning, do I deserve this? Why have I I been afforded this opportunity? Do people really value me here? Am I I worthy? Mm -hmm. You know, am I worthy? Have I earned this? And and it really starts to become a um, a debilitating experience because you spend so much time in your mind and in your thoughts that it starts to manifest outwardly, mm-hmm. right? So now you're not as bold or vocal um, and you're really just not relishing and enjoying the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that this happens in relationships as well. Yes. I feel like I more than believe it happens in relationships. <laughs> it's not just my belief. I have seen it. I have heard women attest to it and speak to it, both in my practice and in my friendships, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where they may finally find that connection. But because we have unresolved identity issues, mm-hmm. right? Um, we have been navigating all of these relationships that haven't necessarily been reflective of our worth. We cannot digest or accept that something can be good. Mm-hmm. That right? someone good can that want someone us. Someone good can want us, mm-hmm. right? So then we spend time questioning, you like me for real? Mm-hmm. Why you like me for well, real? Well, if you really like me, then. And you know what we do next? We start testing. Mm-hmm. We start creating obstacles and challenges for them so that they can prove it. And then we wonder. At and then the all day, you're doing is just pushing them away I saw a meme um, I think like yesterday don't push me away and then wonder where I went out the door that you closed behind me like because someone can love you utterly and completely and totally but they have to self-preserve at Mm -hmm. the end of the day Mm -hmm. it's hard to love someone who doesn't want to be loved is rejecting because what it looks like and it's total and utter rejection Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I have never heard it presented in that way, but I personally have experienced, you know, like, well, wait a minute. Something's got to be. Hold on, brother. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm side eyeing you. Where the shoe? Where it's like drop too good at? to Where be true. Yeah, it's too good to be true because we're yep. so accustomed to it not being that, you know, yeah. like it, it not working out. Right. And so I know for sure. And I know, you know, it's exactly what you're saying, that this can literally sabotage your relationships mm-hmm. the same way that it does in business. And that's how we often talk about it. Like you're going to a new yep. place in your career or you're starting a new business, yep. especially um, like coaches. Why would anybody pay me to do this? You know, mm-hmm. who do I think I am to yeah. charge X, Y, and Z? Entrepreneurs in general deal with it on, right? a, on a daily. Oh my gosh. Do you remember the first time you had to like invoice someone or tell them how much you cost? And, Listen, you know, still like, as my prices go up, it's still like, well, wait a minute. You know, what are they, what's their response going to be? Yeah. You know, like, are they really gonna, are even they gonna if they say, okay, that, are they really going to pay to, you know, are they, so those thoughts are, I don't think they're ever going to go away. But I think in being able to recognize them mm-hmm. um, and reflect on the root, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to relationship, mm-hmm. because ladies, like we don't have all this time to, to waste. So if yeah. you are blessed with yeah. something good and then you ruin it, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know anything worse than getting what you pray for and then you ruin it because you weren't prepared for it. And I feel like some people might say, well, how do you know? It's imposter syndrome and not that you actually have something to be concerned about Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm, the relationship, mm -hmm. right? And I'll tell you all what I tell my clients. Rely on the data. 
All you have is real time data. What do you see, taste, hear, smell, feel, right? If it isn't in the data, stop driving yourself crazy looking for it, mm-hmm. right? Until new data presents itself, believe whatever there is in front of you. I think we spend so much time creating data. Creating data. <laughs> and that's the other thing. Choose your perspective, mm-hmm. right? We choose our perspective every day. Choose the one that serves you. So, do you think um, therapy should be a prerequisite for relationships? Because we talk about like premarital counseling. That's like a known thing. We're about to get married. Let's go to therapy. Mm -hmm. But why are we waiting until Mm -hmm. we've decided that we're about to get Mm -hmm. married to go to therapy? Like, what's your opinion on that? So a number of years ago, Jada Pickett Smith did a um, IG and she talked about falling in love with someone who is invested in self-mastery. And I, rem- I remember that post. It hit me. And I'm like, this is it. This is it. And I remember reposting it. And I've brought it up in sessions and to many people that we have to align ourselves with people who are invested in self-exploration and personal development, mm-hmm. right? Because that, I think, is what transcends time. We are never one thing always, mm-hmm. right? I always say that we will greet ourselves several times over, right? Across our lifespan, oh, right? Say that again. <laughs> yeah, for the people. We will greet ourselves several times over across our lifespans because we are forever evolving, evolving. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that when we're looking to connect and attach and move along our respective lifespans together, we have to both be invested in self-exploration. The moment self-exploration is the moment that you greet yourself again and say, "Hey you, hey, you've changed, you've grown, something's different. Let me learn you a little bit." Mm-hmm. And then personal develop is now, how do I wrap myself in my new self, right? How do, how do I wrap my lifestyle and how I manage things around what I've learned about myself. Mm-hmm. If two people are doing that alongside one another, I think they do really well, right? But it's the people who are like resistant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't need, I don't yeah. need this. Mm-hmm. I don't need this. I think that is what we have to look at in relationships. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily say that therapy has to be a prerequisite as much as whatever mechanisms they have for personal exploration and development are in something place. Is, something, exists. something is in place, gotcha. right? I think that therapy is great. Again, I think all of us benefit from it, but not necessarily all of us need it. And the reason why not all of us need it is because some of us did uh, develop in in a conditioning that allowed us to have certain practices mm-hmm. that moves us forward, whereas some of us were stifled by trauma mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm, on and mm-hmm. so forth. And we have to go figure some of that stuff out. And that is where I think a lot of challenges come in relationship when you have not figured yourself out. Then you attach yourself to someone who has not figured themselves mm-hmm. out. And then y'all are button heads trying to figure mm-hmm. yourself out, him out, right. the togetherness out. One thing about mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven, seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at oseamalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And all the while just projecting Mm -hmm. one another. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're in that situation where maybe you've decided, okay, I'm into self-exploration, I'm into personal development, I've gotten my therapist, I'm doing the work, and then I meet this great guy who is a great guy, but he's not there yet. How do you have the tough conversation around I think you might be dealing with something that you know may end up hindering this relationship Ooh, that's a tough conversation girl because I'll be struggling (laughs) with it too (laughs) and I'm the therapist um so you know I think courageous conversations are always going to feel like courageous conversations I think we get held up in the how and the when, right? And then the how and the when just become um, a reason to avoid it, you know, or delay it. Mm-hmm. Um, Waiting for the right time yeah, and the right thing to say. There's, yeah. n- there's never actually a right time because um, that would suggest that there's going to be something in you that's going to um, determine how that person reacts. I always say that people come pre-programmed. Whatever's in them is what's in them. They're going to react to it however it's in them to react to it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we will come out of courageous conversations feeling injured or feeling like we failed something because of how that person reacted. But I would say that, you know, you can be exceptional, but you're not that grand, right? You're not that grand to override someone's conditioning so that they can be whatever you You need need them them to to be be in that moment, right? So again, they're going to respond according to however they're Mm pre-programmed. So when you go into a courageous conversation, go to deliver, not to receive, right? So go with full intention on Mm -hmm. what you have to say right and 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 knowing that you will have left everything that was on your chest there on the table whatever they do with it after that point is what's according to who they are right so is your advice the same with with friends because we are having all of these I say we're having these conversations, but I don't really feel like we have these conversations. I feel like we're posting about mental health. Mm. You know, we're posting about it, right? Come on. But I don't know that I personally know how to deal with a friend who might be seriously going through something. Mm -hmm. You know, like how do you have those, Mm -hmm. the same type of conversation, I guess, with a man? How do you, is your answer the same? Like go to deliver and not necessarily like how they take it is Mm -hmm. not your problem. Mm -hmm. You just need to make sure you're delivering. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a little different with friends, especially like female relationships, mm-hmm. right? Because we tend to be a lot more transparent and open, like with our girlfriends. Girl, you need to go talk to somebody. But you know, um, I am more uh, likely to do a lot of exploration, especially because I'm a therapist. So like my friends know they're like, I'm talking to my girlfriend, not my therapist mm-hmm. friend right now, <laughs> you know? So I try not to be a therapist in every moment, you mm-hmm. know? So... Usually I will say, you know, hey, I'm here. I'm always going to leave the door open. I'm here. What's going on? Um, You know, it's okay. My line all the time is it's okay not to be okay. I think that is the greatest support you can ever lend to someone. Mm -hmm. It's okay not to be okay. And I'm going to be not okay right here with you. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think it's just being present with them and not forcing them, but letting them know, you know, hey, this might work, that might work. You know, what do you, what do we want to do, right? Because mm-hmm, I'm in this mm-hmm, with mm-hmm, you. I'm a resource. Mm-hmm. I'm a support. And then the check on your strong friends side of things. If you are the strong friend, who, like, is that is that a thing? Yeah, so... I am the strong friend. I imagine you are the strong friend too, right? So I think that um, I love that we've been talking about checking on the strong friend because it is both parties' responsibility. The thing about being the strong friend, you know, and I've had to confront myself about this too, is that 
we don't give ourselves a break from being the strong friend, right? Because being strong, we talked earlier about the glorification of strong, mm-hmm. right? And it's something that you are are labeled with at some point in your life, but then it becomes so much of you your take identity, it on. Mm-hmm. but then eventually becomes a cage mm. because the strong friend doesn't really get to have issues, doesn't really get to have problems, doesn't really get to be vulnerable, vulnerable, doesn't really get to say, hey, I need or I want or can you, you know, we don't really feel like we have the liberty or the luxury mm-hmm. to to be. Because you're supposed to have it all together. Day. We're supposed to have it all together. We're everybody else's confidant mm-hmm. or resource. Right. Um, but I think we have to be courageous enough to be vulnerable enough so that people recognize that we have needs too. You know, we we really do contribute to each dynamic that we create, right? I always say that there's three parties to every relationship. It's the one person, the other person is the dynamic in between. Mm-hmm. The dynamic has been formed by contributions from both parties, right? So However, the dynamic is playing out has some kind of contribution from your end as well, Mm -hmm. right? So I think the thing that we can always control is what comes from us, what flows from us. So we have to, you know, be courageous enough and take the risk to be vulnerable and recognize people's skill sets. We get slighted because we might try to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And then someone's like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, they just don't (laughs) give you what you give them, Mm -hmm. right? It's just like, girl, when you were going through what you was going through, I was in the trenches (laughs) with you. You talking about stuff, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) And you feel so let down in those moments. But the thing is that that person probably didn't intend to let you down. They just aren't the friend that possesses that skill set. You probably connected to them because you were the person who possessed the skill set that they needed. That's a thing. Mm -hmm. Because I, friends, hello, friends. (laughs) It's me. I'm the friend that don't possess the skill set. Yeah. I'm that friend. Yeah. I am sorry, friends. (laughs) Wow. It's like your love language. Yeah. It it, Mm -hmm. it literally is how I express my love, how I receive it. Wow. That's deep. Matters of emotions. Matters of emotions are all skill sets, too. And I think that we struggle because we don't consider them skill sets. We Mm. we consider them personal. That's just something I have or I don't have it. It's not something I can develop and strengthen. Right. Right. Mm. Or we, we feel like. That person didn't give me what I needed because they didn't think I deserved it or that I mattered enough or that I was important enough. Not that they haven't they developed have that mm-hmm, skill set mm-hmm. yet. It's literally not in them to give you what you need in that moment because their life journey mm-hmm. didn't afford them a moment in time or a lesson. It's literally the four agreements, you know, not taking anything personally that if I mean, it's very hard to do. But if you can master that, yeah. it's like. It's as simple as it is complex. You know, these things we're talking about, none of it isn't is it's, easy, right? right? It's all challenging, but, you know, challenging doesn't mean impossible. Mm-hmm. So it's really just about setting an intention, having conviction behind it and developing a new skill set. So you mentioned earlier, um, I think it was before we were on air about the fact that you work with a lot of women who have like the super superwoman syndrome. Yes. And I think that's why we're so stressed out. Mm-hmm. But it's I don't think we're choosing to have that. I think it's like what we what we naturally kind of take on. Mm-hmm. Like you said, we just used to be the strong person. We're used to, you know, carrying mm-hmm. all of the weight and balancing all of the things. Yeah. What is your advice for a woman that's watching this that may be on the brink of breakdown? Maybe she knows it. Maybe she doesn't. But she's she's just carrying too mm-hmm. much. So. Th- what you said is true, right? It isn't something that, you know, we want to be. But so it's part learned behavior. It's part role identity. But it's part core belief. I'm only as good as what I could do for people. Ooh. Right. So we can't travel back in, cha- in time to <laughs> we can't travel back in time to change our conditioning. Right. And role identity I'm sorry. Pause for the, you see it's still sitting here, right? Uh-huh, I'm sorry, y'all. Uh-huh, yeah. We think that we are only as good as what we can do for people. I'm only as good as what I can do for people. Yeah. We qualify ourselves, we measure our worth based on our delivery mm-hmm. and how pleasing we are to people, right? Which is why we feel so deconstructed when we're like, didn't I do good? We're literally like, it did not do good. And people are like, 
I mean, no cares. Yeah, yeah, nothing. Like they have nothing to to really demonstrate good job or mm-hmm, reward mm-hmm, you in mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. kind of way, right? So then we get caught in this cycle of doing and doing and doing more and adding more to our repertoire until we're completely spent. It's the the absolute betrayal of self preservation. So um, I would start there. I would start with reshaping perspective. I would start with understanding that your value is greater than the sum of one person's perception of you. If I could drop the mic, (laughs) I mean, wow, that was, that's deep. Yeah, it is. And these are things that I, I feel like we have to say out loud, right? Mm-hmm. I, again, I call myself the modern therapist because I'll say to my client, like, girl, I was in the bed the other day crying about nothing. <laughs> you know? Like, we need to know that it's not I just... have, I have, me, mm-hmm. me, Precious, the modern therapist, has had to sit with, I think I feel like I'm only as good as what I could do for people, right? I think I feel like an indentured servant So I was going to ask you, how does this just personally, yeah. how does this translate to your personal life in the in the sense of because I can imagine the pressure from the outside looking in the pressure of just having to deal with people unloading on you all day long mm-hmm. and then you having to respond to yeah. whatever they've given you. Yeah. And then also you, your friends, your family, everybody knows that you are precious, the modern yeah. therapist. Yeah. So you are supposed to have it all together yeah. and be happy and well balanced and all of the things. Yeah. How do you, is there, is that pressure? Like, do you feel oh, pressure yeah. or for sure? How? So, so you, you know, what I said earlier, um, we can be exceptional, but we're not that grand, right? So early on in my career, I had to really arrive at that understanding. I always say that all I can be is a drop in the bucket, right? But people have to collect many drops in their bucket until it fills up to change, mm-hmm. right? So I don't seek to be the answer, you know, in this absolute way. I'm just giving you my little nuggets. I'm mm-hmm, just dropping mm-hmm. in the bucket. You don't put all that pressure well, on yourself. I don't put the pressure on myself whenever you're ready, whenever you've collected whatever else you need to collect. That's when change is going to happen. If I'm like always thinking like, oh, what I said this time is going to make them, you know, t- make that move. I will be stressed and depressed all the time. I got another question. This is the first question again. <laughs> How do you, if if you have a client that you've been seeing for six months and y'all been working on this one thing and mm-hmm. every time she comes back, mm-hmm. she's telling you the same thing. <laughs> because I'm the friend, <laughs> not only am I not the friend that like didn't think I had it because maybe I have it, maybe it's a skill set I need to work uh-huh. on, but I'm also the friend that's like, sis, this ain't what we said. You know, like this is not, <laughs> yeah. what, are, what are we doing here? Yeah. I want for you what you said you wanted for you and yeah. now I want it more than you want. You know, like what's going on? How do you, take your personal feelings out of it because this is their yeah this is their path yeah how do you just offer wisdom from a place of no judgment this is just Mm -hmm. i'm just here to help you and support you so it's part what i just said the no judgment piece is because i i come from a perspective of every person is right around the corner from that thing that somebody else is going through that you might want to judge mm. right you never know what is waiting for you around that corner mm-hmm. you never know what may happen depression uh, addiction all of that can be right around the corner from you right so i just don't think i have the right to judge mm-hmm, i don't know mm-hmm. what tomorrow may bring um but aside from that we just have to understand that people have to get there. They just have to get there. Like what you just said, how do I want it more than you want? Cause she don't want it. She, Cause she don't want it. Mm-hmm. When people really want change. And I think maybe that's a part of what has helped me grow as a clinician, because I've seen the point where it clicks for people. And, now and you're like, really okay, now you're ready. Want yeah. They really want it until then. I'm finna tell you come in here and tell me to say, I'm finna tell you the same thing. And you can recognize <laughs> well, it now. You can right? recognize, okay, you're yeah. just not ready yet. We can still keep yeah. this going back and forth, yeah. but you're not ready yet. You tell me the same thing, I'm gonna tell you the same thing. We're gonna keep on doing this dance until you're ready. Gotcha. You know, because sometimes that part of the process is absolutely a necessary part mm-hmm, of the process. Mm-hmm. To get right? them to... They needed to do that dance, right, to be in a state of gridlock, 
right? Stagnation. They needed to be there, mm-hmm. right? Because them coming in that session is just one part of their full life story, right? They're in gridlock in every respect of their life. So they're feeling that discomfort all around, right? I'm not about to be a part of scolding you. For what? Shame and guilt. Nothing grows from shame and guilt, but more shame and guilt, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to be a proponent of shame and guilt. So we finna do this thing, right? I'm going to come in here and I'm going to give you compassion and grace every single time until you decide to give yourself compassion and grace enough to want to change. So you mentioned affirmations and meditation. I know that is a big part of um, just your recommendations, yeah. period. Yeah. You know, even if you don't do therapy, you got to do something. Yeah. Yeah. For a lot of us, that we, the woo-woo thing is mm-hmm. like, oh, I am a money magnet. I am beautiful. I am smart. Listen. And it feels silly because our parents, you know, we weren't, well, yeah. some of us were not raised doing affirmations in the mirror. Yeah. So for people who have not yet figured out how to, um, I guess, make it make sense for them, do you have any suggestions for how you can make affirmations or meditation a part of your life? Yeah. Well, first of all, Find the woo-woo for you, okay? <laughs> but there has to be some woo-woo. Some woo-woo you just got to find the woo-woo for you. Um, but there is a reason that affirmations has been one of those recommendations that has transcended time in the field of psychology because they just simply work. We don't understand that we are being imprinted on all the time and we're being conditioned and programmed all the time. So if you understand that affirmations is your ability to reshape and recondition and reprogram your own brain, right? We go out and we see see billboards and we're remembering song lyrics Mm -hmm, that we didn't mm -hmm. even know we liked the song because there is a programming going on. So we know that repetition can help you absorb a new ideology. It just simply works. The thing is about affirmations um, is that people kind of go about it in a way that doesn't fully serve them, right? right. So we go online and we're like, I'm about to start affirmations. Google affirmations. I'm going to Google some affirmations and I'm about to start saying I'm powerful and I'm beautiful and all of these blanketed uh, affirmations. What I suggest is you take inventory on the... See, I'm giving y'all free therapy, <laughs> <y'all>. okay? <laughs> free therapy. Um, you take inventory on the toxic thoughts that exist in your mind, then flip it and reverse it, and those are your affirmations. So then you speak directly to your aching, mm. right? So... I think that is a more intentional approach to Mm -hmm. affirmations, but the mindfulness piece. So I am a mindfulness instructor. I'm a huge proponent for mindfulness because it is a leading method for dealing with depression and anxiety. Can you describe what mindfulness means? So the way I explain mindfulness is being in the same place mentally where you are physically. Whatever practices will allow you to do that. Because we really do, you know how they say we run on Duncan. Yeah, we probably do the caffeine and how it makes you anxious. We run on anxiety for mm-hmm. real. We don't we don't call it anxiety, especially in the black and brown people. We 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 say, excuse me, community. We say that we got bad nerves, right? <laughs> make my nerves <laughs> bad. Make my nerves bad. <laughs> or we say that we're overwhelmed. Or we, you know, we we use all of these other words. Or we're we're agitated or just nervous no that's anxiety Mm -hmm. right so we run on anxiety and that means that your 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 mind is essentially glitching because you are either in the past or you're in the future you're not in the present but when your brain can't access action items to be able to resolve whatever you are hyper focused on it's going to start like spazzing right it's going to start glitching that's what anxiety really is but if you return into the moment usually you can qualify your moment you can find gratitude in your moment you can find peace in your moment right so that's what mindfulness practices help you do so it helps you return to the present Um, and a great way to do that is through meditation stillness rooting grounding all of these different practices that just allow you to tap into sensory information whoo free therapy y'all that was a real that was a real therapeutic session for your girl y'all gonna have to hit the replay on that one please let them know though if they need to get so one thing we were talking about 
pre-show is that a lot of the services are being offered virtually now. So yeah. you do not have to be here in Atlanta yeah. to um, take advantage of your resources. So please let them know where they can find you online Absolutely. and on Insta. So you can visit my website at www.moderntherapynow.com, spelled all the way out. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at, at the modern therapist, spelled all the way through as well. I also have a product line at just shopjustbreathestore.com where you can get some products that will help you as a beginner meditator um, to start your mindfulness practices with candles and sage and crystals and and you know all the all things. types. Of all the woo woo for you. All you. the woo woo for you. <laughs> I have enjoyed this. This has been an amazing conversation that I believe is going to move the culture forward. So. Now, listen, y'all. This Sunday, April 10th, I am kicking off my five-day Make More Money Challenge. If you are ready to find out how you can start creating intellectual property so you can get paid every day, you need to be in the building. The MakeMoreMoneyChallenge.com is where it's at. Peace out. We'll see you next week. Bye. Entrepreneurs, I know you did not start that business so you could still feel broke. And I'm sure you did not become a CEO just to enslave yourself. Whether you realize it or not, employees are not the only ones living paycheck to paycheck. There are plenty entrepreneurs living project to project, sale to sale, and contract to contract. So if you want to find out how you can increase your cash flow so you can finally free up your time and enjoy the fruits of your labor, I need for you to join me April 10th. 10th through the 14th for the Make More Money Challenge. I'm going to teach you how you can turn every day into payday. I'll see you there. Hey girl, hey, I hope you enjoyed that video. This channel is all about encouraging you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. So make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you'll be notified when the next video drops. And comment below and let me know what you want to see on the next video. Peace out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.